All right, so welcome to the Renovatio Leadership Institute. We are covering Atomic Habits by the author James Clear, and we expect to be done in the next maybe five weeks for uh, this, this book. We're doing three chapters a week, so every Saturday at nine. All right, so let's talk a little bit about Atomic Habits. So welcome to the High Performance Book Club. Week one. So in section one um, of the chapter, it says why tiny changes make a big difference. Now, what did you think about the British cycling team and Dave's Brailsfield Ford? So there's a story um, that he talks about with Dave. What did you think of that, um, Shet? Yeah, I mean, I was not expecting like that big thing. Like when I when I started reading the story, uh, I mean, because he was talking about like hundred years, like they were not winning anything, that kind of stuff. And then in a couple of years, like they were winning everything. So I mean, it's it's amazing, you know, how like small changes can make the like big difference. That kind of stuff. So I mean, it's really good. Yeah, I was I was very impressed by the fact that, you know, this was a losing team and people were they were so bad that no one wanted to be associated with with them. And um, I read a little bit more information into uh, Dave Brailsfield and the British cycling team and found that like the rate of uh, like biking in the in the country has gone up over time. So there's, there's a huge interest in cycling due to, you know, them getting better, I think, over time. Um, and then it, I hadn't really thought about those incremental changes either. I didn't really think about how important it is um, to just tweak small things because we don't really think in that, that, that way all the time. We're thinking about, you know, how big it has to be. The change has to be huge and big for it to be valid. But in reality there's power in smallness and, and doing things little by little, step by step. And I think that's also important because one of the other things with it being incremental is that particular change that you're making, it sticks. Do you agree? Yeah. Okay. So the one thing that he talked about was he talked about this 1% uh, you know, 1% better every day, you know, basically equates to, to the, to time and improvement. So 1% over time gives you a huge amount of growth, 37.78% of growth just by that 1%. So you imagine what that accumulates to over time when you think about uh, maybe it's piano playing, maybe it's drawing. So that little bit of effort, maybe an hour a day, working on a particular task, working on a particular um, talent. I mean, it can really relate to anything, how much that's going to help you over the course of a year. So there's power in small things, that's for sure. Now, why do you think that tiny changes, I mean, I've said why tiny changes make a big difference, but why do you think that we personally underestimate the value of small improvements? Like you particularly, have you ever thought about, okay, man, I really, I haven't really gained much, but did you ever 
you know, like what was the reason why you were like, oh, I don't know, I, I haven't gained much, you know, did you ever quit doing something because of that? Yeah, I, I, I did a lot. I mean, I, th- I think a lot of people do the same thing. You know, I mean, I, I do realize like, you know, uh, it's not the right thing to do, but yeah, I did a lot. I mean, I still do. It's not that like, you know, uh, I'm changed or something like that, but um, yeah. Mm, I, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a human behavior. Like, you know, when you see like, big changes then only you you feel like you wanted to do it yeah right one thing that i liked is and i've heard i've heard this analogy and even spoke about it before but and i think you and i may have discussed this once where um, we were talking about the chinese bamboo tree and yeah yeah it doesn't have any noticeable growth because all the all the growth is happening underneath the surface and then you don't see the growth until it's, it's reached that, that point where uh, that pivotal point where it's like, okay, I can now see there's something going on. But you think about this, you think about how many individuals quit way before they see any type of growth. And that's, it's actually kind of sad because their next step may be the step that allows them to push through and have a breakthrough. But they quit right before that breakthrough occurs because they, they won't stick in there. They won't hold on. And I think that's kind of, kind of tragic. So really, you know, it's like reason why improvements don't occur is because um, we get discouraged by what's not noticeable. Um, But, and we also don't focus on how can I push my business? How could I change my mindset just a little bit every day? And, and, and I do think that, you know, that's, that's pretty important to always be intentionally focused on your, um, on those changes, like having that constantly be on your mind and saying, what, what can I do today to get me further along my goal? You know, maybe I'm not a good salesperson. Maybe I'm not a good piano player. Maybe I'm not a good runner. Maybe I don't have the muscles I want, but what can I do each day to get incremental gains? Um, so what happens when we repeat like bad habits over and over? What would you say, Shet? I mean, it it's gonna it's gonna be bad because we know like I've been when we know like you know when you do something good like every day, the good thing gonna be happen. So it's gonna be same thing like if you just do the same thing again and again, like you're gonna be in bad position, right? So I think what's important and what's, you know, about what he talks about with this is the, uh, you know, compounded interest, um, self-improvement, compounded interest, all very important. But why, why most of us don't see growth and don't see change is because we actually are, we actually are, um, you know, committing to and practicing particular habits and behaviors, right? We're practicing them but they're, we're doing it in the wrong way, you know? So if it's a mental thing, you, you're using your brain in the wrong way. That's why you have anxiety. That's why fear overtakes you. Um, and it's so much easier to do it in the wrong way, uh, you know, than to, to, to develop the skill set to do it, do things in the right way. And I think, you know, when you're looking at habits and you're looking at making changes in your life, you've really got to 
identify what am I doing wrong? Why am I doing it wrong? And why do I keep repeating this, this type of behavior? You know, so I think awareness is pretty important. Would you say like that was kind of one of the things that you uh, worked on just as far as just your particular goals that you have? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so while I was reading this book, yeah, I realized that, you know, like when I tried to lose uh, my weight last year and I started running in April and till like August, I didn't see anything like, you know, lo- lost in my weight. But right. I, I was like, keep running. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I did get frustrated and I did want to like quit and other stuff, but Right. At the same time, like I didn't. So at August, like in in one week, like I lost ten pounds. So wow. It was it was interesting. I mean, it was interesting that like you know, you can see like you know, it's just like it's gonna come. You need just need to do it like small by small, like one person thing. And right. I I think I did that. So and because of that, like you know, in a lot of areas, like I'm doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm. And I'm, I success in a couple of things, but you know, I still need to work right. in a lot of areas. So I mean, it's you know, when I read this book, I was like, damn, you know, I it's it's right, and you know, I have to do it again on a lot of things. So I think one thing that it makes you think about too, like uh, when you read this, it makes you think about the idea of, you know, um, being right-minded. You know, so thinking in the right mind, acting in the right mind and do it, you know, and living in the, in the, in the right way. And, you know, we start, we may have particular habits, maladaptive habits that we've developed to cope with life, to cope with situations, whatever it is. And instead of us, well, we, we just don't know that they're wrong. And over time, because no one's told us, they develop into something, you know, into a full blown habit. Um, you know, for some people, things become addictions, you know, whatever the case may be, but it starts off as, as something innocent. And then it becomes something that we can't control or manage, or we use it to control and manage our feelings, our emotions, our behaviors, you know, whatever the case may be. And it is so hard to break bad habits once you start them. So, so I think a good thing is to, to really just be aware of, okay, if I start doing this, what will it do to me later on? Because you don't always see the ramifications of your actions until five or 10 years down the road, you know? Well, I stopped working out two years ago and all of a sudden, you know, my body's not the same, you know, things like that. But we have to really think about what am I doing? Why am I doing it? What's the the implications of this, positive or negative on my life? And he talks about, yeah, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, I mean, I, I do think like we need, we need to realize like, you know, I mean, it, it takes time to change, you know, we, we, we like, we don't see like changes like just happening one night or something like that. So no. we need to keep working on it. Definitely. And I mean, yeah, it, it will come eventually, you know, we just need to like just keep working on it. I like this motto that he, he presents here, the plateau of latent potential. And when you think about it, you know, like he talks about here, like the valley of disappointment. Um, The truth of the matter is, I think we would rather either not do something 
um, than to feel disappointment. The feeling of disappointment um, and feeling of fear, disappointment, um, being let down can be so strong that you won't even attempt or go any further with the, with the particular goal that you might have, you know? Um, and then the other thing about it is we have this natural ability to, to underpredict how long something will take or, uh, you know, and it could be a big project. Oh, well, you know, we estimated this is the cost of this, but in reality, it's going to be far more because you didn't think about all the things that are interwoven into to making that project become a reality. You know, people do that all the time with, you know, homes, construction. Um, but we also do that with our, our own lives. You know, <laughs> when we think about goals that we have, um, you know, I've underestimated goals. I've underestimated what I thought I would do. Something I thought would take a short amount of time. It's always seems like it takes double the time, you know? So it's, it, this is a good model, you know, it's very simple, but it's a good model. So you've got your time, you know, the valley of disappointment, people quit usually here. <laughs> um, and then you have the idea of what you think is going to actually happen. And then the reality is this is what actually happened. And that can go like both ways, because have you ever had a time where you, you, um, you know, you had a particular goal that you were afraid of and you had this idea, like you overinflated what would happen, what could happen. And in reality, what actually happened was completely different from what you thought. And it was good. You know, I think it goes both ways where we can, we can do that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think like we are so used to of this uh, instant gratification, you know, it's like, right. okay, if I like, you know, oh, this food is tasty and I eat now and that kind of stuff, but we don't realize that like, you know, that can lead us to like, gain more weight and other stuff instead of like thinking like, you know, maybe like it's not good. You know? right. So I, I think like, you know, because of that reason, like we want like, we want everything quick. You know? yep. yep. Instant gratification. And, yeah. and, and that's part, I think that's part of the reason why if you look at our society, why individuals do have issues with weight or they do have, um, you know, they might have issues with stress. They might have issues uh, with health, you know, whatever the case may be, because, because things are so accessible and so easy to, to, to get in most cases, you know, when I'm hungry, I'll just go to the fast food restaurant. Cause I don't want to wait to get home and make yeah. something, or I get home and I just pop in a pizza because I don't want to cook something healthy because it takes too long, you know, whatever the case may be. I agree with you on that. I think, um, that actually goes back into when we dis we discussed the book of mastery by George Leonard. And he talked about how our culture is very focused on anti-mastery behaviors. And the truth is a mastery mindset is focused on long-term growth and incremental gains. And so where people have to start is here. They have to start with their mindset, like how, how they approach and how they think about their life. Are you just trying to get something quick or are you developing a skill for the long term? So I think you're right on point with that. Yeah, I mean, before we do anything, like, you know, when you feel like this instant gratification thing, I think like if we just wait for like two minutes thinking about and think about it, then I think we, we make a good decision on it because 
I do realize like, you know, so many times like when I'm near to a restaurant or like Subway or other stuff, I was like, oh, maybe like I should eat Subway. And then right. I, I, like, after, after like a couple of minutes, I was like, no, I'll just go, just go home and eat something. So, I mean, this, this kind of thing happened with me lately a lot. And I realized like, you know, I mean, maybe we should just stop like and think about it like for a couple of minutes. Then we can change our decision instead of like going directly to wherever we think we should go. Right. Um, so why do you think it's important, he says, to not focus on goals? You know, he says, um, you know, focus on systems rather than goals. Yeah, I mean, for me, like, I think, like, okay, you know, when you create a goal and when you reach it, then you got, you got like, oh, I already done it, so what's next, you know? And then I don't do it, you know? So, I mean, it happens with me a lot. Like, recently, like, I was doing, like, 5k 30 days and i did that and after that like it's been like two weeks i've not started running so i mean it's become a habit so i'm, I'm gonna do it again but it's just like when you are when you reach to that point then you do, you you feel like oh i i need like you know rest or like you know that kind of like you create an excuse for yourself for not to do it Right. Well, I mean, uh, but if I keep doing it, like maybe like, you know, not like 30 days, maybe like a couple of days a week, I do it, then I think I'll, I'll do it. So I think it, it, it's really good thing to focus on process. So then like, you know, you don't stop it, you keep doing it. So, um, yeah. The other thing too, in, in, often I talk about this is, and I, I do think that he's also relating this. He's saying it in a different way when he talks about systems, but in a high performance or in performance in general, there are three areas. And we specifically uh, in Renovatio with what we do, we focus on uh, these three types of goals. So what most people look at are what he's talking about is the outcome, an outcome, an outcome-based goal. So You've got your outcome goals, you've got your performance goals, and you've got your process goals. And I view a system as a process or processes, you know, uh, goals, processes that lead to the outcome, which is really a system. A system is a process. You know, how do we actually get here? And that was one of the key things that propelled the, you know, the, the, the biking team, the cyclists to, to success. One thing he also mentions is that um, he said, you know, when he talks about problem number one, winners and losers have the same goals. So it's not so much the goal that differentiates them. You know, he says it wasn't the goal of winning the tour de France that propelled the British cyclists to the top of the sport. Presumably, they had wanted to win the race every year before, just like every other professional team. The goal had always been there. It was only when they implemented a system of continuous small improvements that they achieved a different outcome. So if you, we can call it a system, but we can also look at it from the fact that it is a process versus an outcome-based goal. So their issue was, in, initially, they were focused only on the outcome. And because you're focused on the outcome, you can't see where you're having problems in the process or the system. But it, when they tweaked the system, they were able to achieve the outcome. 
So that's why we focus so much on what is our process. You know, that's why we have the Seinfeld method, why we're, we're focusing on developing, you know, uh, the right mind, right habits to live the right way and perform in the right way. Um, two, what is the problem with goals for, you know, with the goals first mentality? He talks about that too. It's, he says this, he says, and this, this alludes to what you were talking about. Um, a goal only changes your life for the moment. That's the counterintuitive thing about improvement. We think we need to change our results, but the results are not the problem. What we really need to change are the systems that cause those results. So again, he goes back to the process. Um, you know, so, you know, you, you said yourself, like you achieve a goal, it's momentary. And then it's like, okay, what's next? But you have to have, you have to create a new goal. You know, once you achieve the, the optimal goal, what's next? And, you know, we're constantly striving, but you can do all that striving and maybe not necessarily change your life. Um, yeah. And then he says, why are goals at odds with long-term long -term progress? He says, the purpose of setting goals is to win the game. The purpose of building systems is to continue playing the game. True long-term thinking is goalless thinking. It's not about any single accomplishment. It is about the cycle of endless refinement and continuous improvement. Ultimately, is your commitment to the process that will determine your progress. And I, I think that's very powerful because that, again, speaks to the idea of mastery. He's not particularly talking about that, but the reality is mastery has no endpoint. You know, um, it's, it's a long, long-term form of growth. And so it's one thing to set goals, but it's another thing to live a life of mastery. So, you know, instead of create, just creating habits, creating a life of mastery is more important. You know, you're going to stay in the game longer because it's more of a long-term thing. It becomes a lifestyle, a quest that has no end. So I think that, that was pretty cool. So how do habits shape identity? He talks about, you know, the three layers. Um, and of the three, where he talks about changing outcoming, outcomes, one changing, allows you to change results, changing processes, you know, that's habits and systems. He said the one that is most powerful is identity. Now, how do you think, or why do you think that identity is so important? Yeah, I mean, for for me, it's like uh, like when you, it's creating a lifestyle exactly. more than like our outcome thing is like you know I mean you do it every day or you know uh, create create a lifestyle and when we think like too much on this outcome thing okay like if you think about this uh, super athlete like LeBron James or Messi or Ronaldo right. thing, okay I want to win like this cup. I win now what but these people like they do it like every year you know people right. thought like okay you know they, they are old but they are but they are keep keeping doing it like you know so do you think because, it has because it yeah I think it is for them is like it's it's a lifestyle for them like they they work hard more every day you know instead of like I achieve everything in life I don't want to do it anymore but they are doing it so right I think so. So it becomes their identity to do this kind of stuff like every day. You know? Right. So, you know, when you think about identity, one of the things people have problems changing habits because they don't identify with who they want to become. 
So again, that's a, that's another area that we focus on. It's it's that better better version of yourself. To become the better version of yourself, you have to start to think like that better version of yourself would think. Correct? You can't think. You can't. You cannot desire to uh, lose weight, for instance, but have a overweight mindset. It just doesn't. They don't work, right? Because if my if I identify with being overweight. What does that constitute? Okay, that's overeating, you know, um, not exercising. Whereas a person that takes on the identity of someone who is, you know, very fit, their identity aligns with their habits and their behaviors, correct? And they start to see themselves that way. I think that's why visualization is so important. You know, one of the things I remember reading about Pele, he wanted, you know, he was the best in the world, but Pele had to visualize and believe and see it first. Um, and there's power to visualizing and, and seeing yourself being and becoming something more, that better version of yourself. So it's so important that, you know, you're doing visualization exercises. It's so important that you're, you know, writing down your vision and, you know, it makes a difference because we are not, we don't want to change an outcome because guess what? If you have like different results, but you don't, you have the same identity, you think you'll, do you think that you'll have lasting change in that area or will you revert back? No, uh, we revert back. I mean, it's just like when one of the interviews I saw this uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, like uh, mm-hmm. this guy asked like, you know, what are you? And he says like, I'm the best in the world. Yes. And if, if you think in a way, people thought like maybe, oh my, my God, like this guy is arrogant, but he thinks like he's the best. But when, when he asked, like, why do you think you are the best? He says, if I don't think I'm the best, then how I can be the best, you know? So, I mean, that that really, like, I mean, it may sound arrogant, but the reality is, like, you know, you, you have to imagine, like, what you want to be and then, you know, strive for it, you know? But you think and, about that, too. You got to embody that in the way you speak, in the way you think, in the way yeah. that you act. So, yeah. you know, you would, you're going to make decisions. You're going to do things. Uh, you know, what you say, what you do, how you act is going to align with that identity that you want to establish. You think about this, right? Clark Kent versus Superman, two different identities, two different ways of acting, right? Yeah. That's, that's a great example. I think it's silly, but you know, you have to believe it first. You have to see it in your mind. You have to believe it. And then you have to do everything to become it. And I think, you know, in your case, that's, that was, that's been a huge thing that I've seen over the course of, you know, of time that you've been working on your journey. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I was thinking, like, I, I was talking with my friend too, and I was like, you know, okay, I want to lose weight, but I, I didn't for so many years. And then now, like, I, I lose weight, and then I was like, what next? So I was thinking, like, you know, instead of like, okay, oh, I want to, like, lose more weight, I want to get in a shape and other stuff. I was thinking, like, why I can't be, like, someone who is on my age and be the best, like, you know, fittest of that age. Like, okay, when I get like 40, I want to be like one of the fittest guy, like who is 40. You know, I look at around other people and it's like, you know, I did great, that kind of stuff. Like, you know, imagine myself to be like one of the fittest guy in my age group. Or uh, even, when I, you when know I, what, I'm a triathlete. Yeah. That's my identity yeah. now. I'm a triathlete. Yeah. 
I'm triathlete, you know. I'm like that kind of stuff. I go so. So it, I think like that's it, one it, of your it, goals, correct? Yeah, it it is, it is, and but like you know, maybe like a a year ago, like I was not even thinking about it, you know, I was not even like able to imagine that like I would think like this, but like small small changes like it leads to me thinking like this. Maybe like you know after a, after a year now, maybe I'll think in a different way, you know, maybe like more. I want more. So this being like, you know, small changes, like it, it takes you a long way. It's so. true. I've seen, and I've seen the, the changes that you've made. And it's, it's, you, and, and the truth about, the truth is there, there, there's a change in how you speak. You embody a different, you're, you've, you've become that better version of yourself. And obviously you're not done. You're still going, you're still moving towards it's, it's, um, those it's next never, levels. It's never going to be done. I mean, it's, it, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's, it's, never ending stuff so i mean I, I, and i feel good about it it's just like you know it's not a it's a journey not a destination thing for everything we do so you know one of the things that he talks about is uh, he says your behavior your behaviors are usually a reflection of your identity what you do is an indication of the type of person you believe that you are either consciously or not consciously so you know if if we're trying to figure out who we really are at our core it's not what we say, you know, it could be kind of what we say, but it's really, what do we do? What we choose that will tell us everything, you know? So um, it's kind of like a, like a feedback loop, you know, I say this, but I do that. So what do you think stronger, what I say or what I do? I do. So very cool. Very cool. We kind of touched on these different things here. Um, all right. So how to build better habits. So he talks about um, the way to do that, right? So the brain triggers a certain behavior through a cue and then you go through a craving. So there's some sort of motivator that kicks in. Uh, the response is the habit that you performed. And then the reward is that satisfaction. You finally, you, you, you were able to relinquish that craving. You did that thing. You repeated whatever that activity was over and over doing these particular um, functions, cue, craving, response, or reward. You did it enough to the point where it becomes autopilot. The thing mm-hmm. about the brain is the brain is very good at making a process like memorizing it, right? It, it, it wants to make it easier for itself to not have to think so much. It requires a lot of power. It requires a lot of energy. Um, and so the easier it is for the brain to have these things encoded and memorized, the better. So if you think about that, that's a good thing, but that's a very bad thing too, right? Because what happens if you, you know, if you're used to driving past McDonald's every day <laughs> and getting, you know, you start off one day, maybe one day you're like, man, you know, I'm really hungry and I'm a little bit depressed say i'm depressed and i'm hungry and you drive to mcdonald's and then you get a burger one time okay right then you start doing that every week and every week for a whole month what do you think happens it it's kind of crazy that you know it in a way it's a visual thing too like if you 
keep something in front of you like you know then mm-hmm. you you will go and like do it so i mean i was talking with my friend he was like if i put like a food that is not good for me in front of me like you know every day i'm going to go and eat it so it's right. like putting it there just go and keep it somewhere maybe like you know i go inside oh, okay the food is here maybe i want to eat it. you know maybe like right. once in a way so that that should be okay. but if i just see it like it's it's become like you know it it how do you say like it is like you feel like craving to do it right like you said in mcdonald thing like if you see mcdonald every day may you you may like okay you know i don't want to eat i don't want to eat maybe like for some time but eventually you're gonna, just going to go and get it right you know and i think one of the what makes it makes a uh, habit more powerful and harder to um harder to you know to change is when you connect that habit to a particular feeling or emotion you have you know what i'm saying like i'm sad or you know i'm angry and you you that be, it becomes that becomes your way of making yourself feel better through you know whatever it is you know so for some people it could be through porn and for some people it could be food uh you know some people it could be um you know physical acts of, of aggression you know whatever the case may be but you know you got to think about what's triggering so there's a cue so the cue might be I'm stressed. I, I have a high level of stress. And so the next thing is I get a craving for going to drink liquor. Right. And then the response is that I, I finally go to the bar, I drink it. And then that satisfied my craving at that point, you know, but then if you consistently do it based off of how you feel over time, it becomes a crutch. Right. And that's how people get stuck in, these um these habit loops bad habit loops really as opposed to when you think man i'm stressed the cue should be okay i'm stressed my motivator is i, I want to feel better so what i'm going to do i'm going to the gym for an hour to work out and the reward is it it calmed me down i'm de-stressed i feel better i slept well but what we typically do is we choose the we choose the wrong way instead of the optimal way or the right way. You know what I'm saying? Have you ever seen yeah. in that happen or occur? Yeah, I I mean a lot. I mean it's still like, you know, I mean I I go to like gym like five or six days in a week. Mm-hmm. Still it instead of like, you know, okay, you know, I have to do it cuz I want to lose weight and other other stuff, but you know, I I I I, I mean it I think I do think like it's going to take time okay like, you know, I'm still I'm tired. I want to go to gym. I I I think it's gonna take a time, but yeah. I mean, it, it it's just like oh, I'm I'm stressed. What do I want to do? I want to watch a movie, you right? Know? <laughs> I I want to like you know go and have fun and other stuff. So right. But, I uh, think instead of like yeah, I need to make a habit of like you said, like you know maybe oh I'm stressed or I'm I'm tired. I want to go to gym. Maybe like I don't want to do like hard thing, but maybe I just walk, you know, in treadmill. and yeah you know and that also works in the inverse too because when you think about habits um and and if we go back to that idea of the 1% growth or um you know incremental growth daily if you're building a new habit to build a new habit you have to create exposure right 
Yeah. Even if that's small amounts of exposure to a particular environment or to a particular experience, we have to have some exposure. So maybe if you want to create a better habit, a good habit, you've got to remove, you know, remove whatever that, um, you know, whatever that craving is and replace it with something different. So maybe it's, it's a thing of, uh, you know, I don't like to exercise um, or I, I have an issue with weight, you know, whatever it is. I'm not really someone that loves the gym. This is not me. I'm just giving an example. So what do you have to do? Well, man, the first thing you want to do is you want to get up and go to the gym. Maybe you don't lift any weights. Maybe you just look at the treadmill for, for a minute, two minutes. And that's what you do. And you keep consistently doing that. What do you think eventually happens? And I think you've actually experienced this, haven't you? Yeah, I do. I do. That, Give that's me an what, example. Because I yeah, remember that, we discussed this once. Yeah, that's what it motivates me. I mean, I, I, I was listening to David Goggins one time and that guy was like, you know, asking like, you know, uh, this kind of stuff. And he, he answered like, you know, you don't need to make a lot of changes. Like, well, just put like your, you know, running shoes, running dress and everything in front of it, in near to your bed. So when right. you wake up, like you just see that. And then it forces you to like, just go and run. And then it, right. it becomes a habit. So, and when you are done with it, you feel like, okay, I accomplished something in the morning. And then you keep on doing it. So he said like, when you do like small, small things like this, you know, like it, it like it, it, it becomes your habit. So sure, I, I do, I really do believe that like, you know, this, visualization thing like you know when you see it you want to do it right and when you see like you know changes in youth then you want to do it more that's true you know one of the but i think the biggest the biggest thing goes back to what you talked about when um you talked about like for instance putting putting shoes by your bed um mm -hmm. an alarm clock mm -hmm. all of those things are systems that you set up because you know what's going to happen you know, right away, people know this and they give into it. They know that resistance is going to be right there at their door, right there at their feet. Mm. And they're thinking about getting up. Your mind is going to tell you, oh, it's so comfortable in the bed. You don't want to do this. Just stay here. Right. But you have to prepare your mind to overcome those particular scenarios, because typically when a new habit needs to be formed the old habit's going to continue to fight to stay and the reason is because the brain's like i don't want to learn something new i don't want to learn anything new this works for us this is working i've learned this this is what i know it's automatic and so in order to overcome it you have to fight the objections that are going to come in your head you're going to have to fight the, the objections that your body's going to have um and then you're going to have to go through that aspect of exposing yourself to the new experience little by little until eventually you go into that gym, you pick up a weight and you start lifting. Maybe you do one curl. That's just your goal. But that's that 1% incremental growth one time, you know, day after day. And it starts with being with just being simple, you know, and focusing on one little thing that you can do. So I think that's a great point that you made about, um, you know, putting the shoes by your bed, uh, you know, just preparing a different system. 
right? Because we've got either a system of failure or we've got a system of success, you know? Yeah. So we can make a choice. And the power is in changing habits is the power of choice. Yeah, I mean, see, when, when we see a people like who is very successful, we see like so many, they have like so many good habits and other stuff. So sure. we feel like, you know, okay, you know, I want to make a change. I want to do the same thing and I want to be successful too. But we don't realize like when we take like all those habits at once, like it's going to fail, you know? So right. what I was thinking about is when we create a goal for a year, we need to focus on, okay, like I'm going to create like this much habits in this year, not going to like, I'm going to change like 10 habits or like 20 habits and then I'm right. successful. So maybe like five habits and then work on it, you know? So when we are like clear in, in our mind, when you are clear like what we want to do, then we're going to do it. You know? Right. So, okay, maybe like I do like 5K, I run like 5K for a month, but I will do it like, you know, three times in a year. Then I right. do it like, okay, I do it in January, I do it in like March and I do it in November. Then I have like time for other habits. So just, sure. yeah. So like maybe we take like few habits and work on it instead of like thinking like too many habits and, you know, then like you get tired and you don't do it. Right. Well, you know what gets tired? Truthfully, it's not so much it's you're physically tired. Your brain is tired because it's got to learn something new. Um, yeah. You know, it, and it's and it wants it really wants to be able to operate on autopilot so that it can utilize that energy for something else for other tasks. And so the brain is 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 focused on efficiency. You know. Yeah, I mean, um, see. Like when I read and when I listen this like motivation speaker, or like when we uh, listen this like successful people talking about their stuff and when they talk about like, you know, it takes uh, 21 days to make a habit and it takes like 90 days to make a lifestyle. Sure. I think I, I, I do believe that because like on tw in 21 days, you know, your brain is like, you don't need to do it, you know, but then you do it. Like, you know, you, you, you force yourself after 21 days or maybe after 30 days, it's just like your brain don't even like think about it. You just do it. Your body will like even like will do it. Right. Know, it's like, do you want, do I want to go to gym? You just go it. You know, I know you do, you don't feel like it, but still you go it because your body is so used to do it. Then you, you just do it. So I, th I, I think, yeah, we need, I think this, like when this uh, resistant thing is like a big thing, like you said. No, mm -hmm. for me also like I I I want to sleep more, you know. I was like, but no, I have to do it because it's gonna right. help me. You know, it's right. like when I when I attend this uh, kind of thing like book club and other stuff. Yeah, I want to sleep more. It's nine o'clock. You know, it's weekend, but I need to think like you know how it is going to help me eventually. Like we have been doing this almost, I think for a year, right? This book close club to thing. a year. Yeah. How yeah? How many yep. books we have finished? You know, and I how mean, to like me, how much. It's, it's, if you think about it, it, it's really important because regardless of the authors that we read, regardless of, you know, the, the subject matter, how much better are we by, uh, by, you know, by reading and, and looking at the research and things that are, you know, key to us continue to grow? Because I don't believe that, um, you know, a mastery mindset, high performance, you know, comes from just not 
educating yourself further on how you can be better. I think it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's its own study in itself. And so that's why we're doing what we do. So I appreciate you, you know, being on the call. And uh, I appreciate just how hard you've worked this year. The one thing I wanted to mention was that, you know, when I think about in incremental gains, I do think a lot about you and how much you have uh, just grown. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you did one race like a couple of years back and then you did last year. What'd you do about 24 races? How many was it? Uh, it was like 16 races. 16 races. races. Yeah. But this year, like, you know, when this pandemic thing happened, the last race I did was on March 1. I did like mm -hmm. half marathon. And, right. you know, if, if you think in a way, like pe people might have thought like, okay, it's a pandemic. So, you know, I don't want to do it. But I didn't stop there. Like, you know, I don't know. Like, I, I can't even count like how many races I have done, like, you know, uh, going to park and like running. Sure. Like, like I told you, like last week, last month, I did like 35Ks, you know, in a month. So it's just, it's, it's just, it's, it's a mindset that like, you know, I mean, the outside environment may affect a little bit, but it's your mind that like, you know, you Affects need to a lot. Going. Yeah. That, that keep going. So, I mean, one, one of the things, like, if you remember, I think a couple of months ago when we talk, I was like, you know, um, I want, like, when we have this book club, you know, I, I do want to talk, you know. Right. And I was, I was not, like, I didn't, like, when I listen to other people talking on this stuff, I, I want to be, like, one of those guys, like, who, who talk, like, you know, who mm -hmm. talk so easily and other stuff. And I, I, I hear those people and I was like, you know, I want to be like them and other stuff. And for now, like, I, I feel like, you know, I, I'm involving, I, I'm doing, you know, talking and other stuff. So I do see, see a changes from there to now. You know, oh, before, like, I've, I've before, seen before. them, I've seen them yeah. since, for a long time. Yeah. Uh, change in speech, change in behavior, change in life. Those three things, yeah, change in speech, yeah. change in behavior, I, change in life. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, one of my, like, biggest, like, you know, goal and other stuff was to, like, talk with people, like, you know, because it's not my native native language, you know, right. I'm from different country, and, you know, it's like, when you see other people, like, talking fluently about this kind of stuff, I want to be, like, one of them, right? So, but, yeah, I mean, it, it is it is helping me a lot on this thing. So th this is one, one of the things I, I want to, like, you know, like wake up in at nine o'clock and then just even even though like sometimes like I don't finish the chapters, you know, I could have thought like, oh, I didn't finish the chapter. Maybe like I don't want to, you know, be in yeah, that the group yeah. and just yeah, call. But I I still be on this call because I know I'm gonna gain a lot from this, you know, and um, so I mean it's a really good thing. I mean this book club thing. I think more people should get in all involved in all this stuff. You know, so no, yeah. I, I know, like, yeah, I mean, it's in a way, like, it's a loss for them too, because one hour in a like in a week, I mean, it, it's a, it's a huge thing. Like, it's it's if you think it is, it's a one percent like every day, but one hour every week for a year. See, like, how many things you're gonna learn? How many things it's it's gonna change you? You know, right? So, I mean, so. One percent, one hour. Just think about it. Like maybe in a two year, three year, four year. You know, like how many books we have finished so far? You know, I think we've honestly read about maybe like eight books, seven or eight this yeah. year. So, 
Yeah. And that's even, not, that's starting with the pandemic when it was, you know, this we started half we started doing this, you know, at the halfway point in the year. Um, and for me, I would say that I've grown a ton just, you know, in my own uh, practice as a coach, just from reading even more. Um, just been some great stuff. So yeah, well, yeah. see, like seven or eight in a year, but on the side also, like I finished like three or four. Oh yeah, like you know, so, so it's yeah. like that's huge. Ten or twelve. well listen um thank you so much for for being on on the uh the the call and um we'll start on chapters four five and six for for next week and i will talk to you soon probably throughout this week and um other than that have a great great saturday bye you have to bye-bye